sifter.com.au. G'day and welcome to Drop Rate by Sifter. Drop Rate is Sifter's review podcast, packed with thoughts and feelings about the newest video games, giving you insights from some of the best games writers around. My name is Chris Button, and joining me on the panel this week is Christy McWalter, one of the fabulous contributors over at Games Hub, plus James Wood, assistant editor at Well Played. This week we're talking about Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, one of the most anticipated games from an Australian indie studio in recent history. The debut title from Summerfall Studios combines talents of some of the world's most notable RPG writers and musical talents. It's also a bold experiment that could inspire a future generation of games. But before we discuss Stray Gods, here are the top stories featured on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast. Hi, I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And I'm Kyle Paletto. And here are the top stories this week on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast for Sunday, 10th of March. We have the highlights from this week's Xbox Partner Preview. Roguelike deck builder Bellatro pulled from stores due to misunderstanding about its gambling content. A 2.4 million US dollar settlement has killed the two biggest Switch and 3DS emulators. And this year's BAFTA award nominations are here. You can get every episode of Walkthrough for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or on our website, sifter.com.au, every Every Sunday. You're listening to Drop Rate by Sifter. Visit us on sifter.com.au. Like a boat lost at sea with no sails, not a breeze. So talking Stray Gods, at a fundamental level, Christy, the the core concept of Stray Gods is right there in the subtitle. It's a role-playing musical. But can you tell listeners and viewers what the game is about generally and how the gameplay works? Yeah. Um, So it's it's a work of interactive fiction. So I guess kind of like a visual novel, but a bit more... um, like there's a bit more movement on screen than that. So kind of think like Telltale style of games. Um, and it's in like a film noir comic kind of style. Um, and it follows Grace, who's like a 20-something who's recently left college and she's feeling kind of lost about what to do with her life. Um, and through a series of events, she finds herself um, taking on godhood from someone that she meets so she becomes a god um like quite quickly and unexpectedly um and yeah that doesn't really go down well with the the council of the gods that like they're called the idols um yeah that doesn't really go down well with them um so athena the leader of the idols sentences her to death um but luckily apollo kind of sways the the chorus, which is the council, um, to give her seven days to prove her innocence. Um, and that's that's what makes up the gameplay. So you, you play through each of the seven days and you're undertaking an investigation and you're trying to prove Grace's innocence. Um, yeah, and I guess the, the musical part of the title comes in um, in that 
between the dialogue scenes, there's these scenes of music um, that you're using Grace's powers as a god, which because she's a muse, um, she's taken on Calliope's powers. Um, so, yeah, you're using that to investigate and like draw information out of people because it's kind of yeah her magical power, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm really curious because, in terms of the the musical concept and and taking a lot of inspiration from musical theatre, is there an in game justification or in game reason given that it's it plays out like a musical, or is it just it's a musical? Let's run with it. There are a, like a few moments where Grace will reference and be like, "Is it weird that I'm singing this?" Um, but basically, the the in game justification is that. Um, it's kind of like a siren song. Like she, she can use music to persuade people to say things that they wouldn't say otherwise. Like it's getting their true feelings out of them. Um, and she needs to do that because the gods are like deceptive basically. So she needs to find ways to get them to tell her the information that she needs so that she can prove her innocence and live. So yeah, that's really the only justification, I guess, um, and then beyond that, it's just like it's a musical because it's fun. <laughs> of course, of course. And uh, as as we know, we've seen a lot of, I suppose, marketing and PR in the lead up to, to Stray God's release. There's a lot of talent involved at every stage of development from from behind the scenes to, to writing to the development to the, the vocal talent and the, the musical talent as well. So, James, how, how well ultimately do you think Stray Gods achieves its vision of being an RPG and a musical or as it's there in the the subtitle a role-playing musical yeah look I think that the the way this is probably going to work out is it's the same with music right it's one of the most subjective sort of like art forms that we have and so the way something hits somebody's ear or somebody's soul you know it's it's going to be very different from person to person. Um, I I think I struggled with the game a bit more than I would have liked to. I, I think that there is a bit of a, a dissonance sometimes between the role-playing mechanics and the musical component of the experience. And it's because I sort of look to a musical track for um, not, not necessarily cohesion, but like a rhythm and a vibe that I can continuously invest myself in. And I think that it gets this sort of emotional you know, vibe of the world, correct. But sometimes when a song would be playing out, the option that I would like to choose would interrupt the flow of the song and fundamentally change something like the tempo or the overall rhythm of the experience. And so for me, it ended up with like this strange dissonance between I know how I would like this to play out if I was watching a musical and I know how I would like my grace to handle the situation. And when those two things didn't align, which was fairly often for me, it ended up in sort of a strange slightly uncomfortable kind of like pacing problem for me because I, I did often find myself just wanting to let it play out because I do think that the you know the overall kind of like tone of this world is really interesting and fascinating and the game gets so much right about everything that's built sort of around the central mechanic um, but for me I, I had a bit of a, a fundamental disconnect at times from it 
because I do think the writing of Grace, like I love Grace as a protagonist. I think she has so much heart and so much like raw energy to her. And I think that that kind of lost 20 something vibe is something that I think anybody who's going to play this could, could very easily identify with. Um, but like I said, sort of the, the way that those choices then impact the, the flow of the actual feeling of the game is where the problem comes in. You know, everything that Grace could say in those situations feels distinctly Grace to me. I, I never sort of doubted those options, um, but it did occasionally feel like, you know, the angry option would be the my correct grace sort of choice but it was a, a slow beautiful song and it would be strange to cause a, a spike all of the sudden that i felt like the song then needed to revert back to its original kind of cadence um and and so yeah i just i feel like it was in the mechanic there i'd like to take a, a little bit of a step back and and christy could, could you explain to to listeners and viewers how the choices work and how sort of the the mechanics of how like a song in in stray gods works yeah, so um, it's kind of like the the whole game works on yeah like cutscenes with a dialogue wheel at the bottom, um, and yeah there'll be like you know three or four options in different directions. So depending on whether you're playing on PC, I was playing on PS5, so you just kind of like flick the stick in the direction of the the option that you want to select, um, and then it's the same thing in the songs, but the options are split into three colors, which is for the three traits that you can choose for Grace at the start of the game. Um, so that's clever, charming, or kick-ass. Um, and normally within dialogue, depending on what trait you've chosen, it will kind of influence like what options you can pick. Whereas when you're in a song, you can pick any of the three options. So that's kind of what James is talking about there. It can influence the sound of the song. If you've been picking like a bunch of charming options and then you pick the, the kick-ass one, it'll change the tempo up kind of thing. Um, but you've got kind of like a little, um, a timer bar at the bottom of the screen as well. So you kind of, it, wanting to make decisions quickly but also pick the best thing for kind of the situation to make the conversation go in the right direction or to get the outcome you want but then you also want the song to sound good so there's like there's quite a few things to consider um it is worth noting though that you can turn off that timer option like that's at the bottom so that you have a bit oh, more time yeah that's in the settings um and i think that that is important that they've included that because obviously not everybody um, necessarily mentally or physically is up to making those decisions that quickly. Um, but yeah, it is there. Um, just kind of to start with. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically how it works. <laughs> yeah, great. And, and I'm, I'm really heartened to, to hear that there is the, the option to, uh, disable or, or tweak that timer because that, the first time I heard about that, I thought, oh, this is an accessibility minefield yeah. uh, potentially coming up. But no, that, that's that's really great. And um, I'm not surprised given the, the talent behind that uh, accessibility is um, is baked into to the design like that. I'd, I'd love for you to continue with, with your uh, critique of the game because I know with your review uh, over at Games Hub that you, you had a really great time with stray gods and mm. perhaps you, you you didn't quite encounter the same complex dissonance that perhaps james did so yeah i'd love to hear more about that yeah well i guess i i can um definitely acknowledge what james is talking about there like i totally get that um and i think i come at it from a place of um that i'm really into narrative games and I'm not at all into musicals. <laughs> um, so I'm into music, love music, but I don't really like musicals. Um, so I think maybe I have lessened expectations of what 
a song should sound like in a musical. Um, and I, because, yeah, because I'm so into narrative games, I was like just happy to pick whatever option felt most authentic to me. And like definitely there were times where I was like, ooh, the song sounded a bit funny there, but I was just like, oh, well, like musicals always sound funny to me. <laughs> 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 so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in terms of that existentialism, um, I, I don't know. Any place that I pick up on that, I'm like, ooh, let me see more. Like what what kind of like um answers or conclusions have they come to about this um and i think it was particularly interesting because grace is only like 20 something and like freddie her friend says to her like i know you've been at loose ends since you left college um so that's like set up very quickly that she's feeling like that and the first song in the game is about feeling like that it's called adrift um and it's interesting that that theme like it's not the type of thing where it's like oh um she's got all these wonderful powers now and everything is going to be fixed because all of the the idols that she meets are arguably like just as lost as she is but in different ways um so it's kind of like it doesn't matter if you're a 20 something year old or you're a thousand years old if you're not kind of acknowledging whatever the issue might be or you know you're trying to run from your past or you're trying to avoid making decisions about the future if you're not acknowledging that then you can still just be stuck in that place of like what the hell do I exist for <laughs> yeah and I just found that that was um yeah I, I like seeing that in games I always find that interesting mm. anything you'd like to add to that James as far as the, the themes and the 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 story of Stray Gods? Yeah, I, I, I do completely agree. Like, I think the the game does such a, a beautiful sort of holistically human look at, even though they are immortals, right? Like, they do feel like a very, you know, well-fleshed out portrayal of, I think, a lot of, like, very common human problems. I think the stuff that it does with memory and the sense of self in particular and sort of, like, how we grow and change and how we lose ourselves over time or how we can find ourselves again i think that stuff was like absolutely beautiful the the names don't get much bigger than what we see on the credits of stray gods yeah <laughs> what what did you what did you think of the james i'll start with you what, what did you think of the performances overall that it's a wonderful bunch i mean like it is very difficult to go wrong with this particular cast um laura bailey's grace in particular is is obviously worthy of all the flowers like she brings so much heart to to that performance and that character um i'm terrible with name pronunciation so i do apologize in advance uh but merle dendridge as aphrodite was a, a major highlight for me as well um and Carrie Payton's pan, I thought was also just truly wonderful. I think that, and the way that Grace and Laura Bailey in turn is able to play off a lot of those performances as well was just fantastic. Yeah. Like I, I, um, I guess, cause I'm not really yet again, a big fan of musicals. I, I really liked the, just the general vocal performances, like the, the dialogue scenes. Um, but I was also, yeah, really surprised and like, taken with the the vocal um song performances as well um and yeah i would say grace is like such a strong performance it's yeah she really the voice acting makes that character like as as cool as the aesthetics of this game are that just cherry on top <laughs> um and yeah i really liked pan as well um not to spoil anything but yeah there are romance options um with some of the characters and 
Yes, I, I liked Pan. He was he was fun to get to know more. <laughs> yes, I, I think you and I both liked Pan. Yeah, <laughs> I liked Pan. He was fun. <laughs> I'd, I'd really love to hear what you thought about how well Stray Gods did from a representation standpoint, in particular, uh, like its queer characters and queer themes, uh, because as, as we've said all throughout this discussion so far, some of all studios, the vocal talent as well, there's a lot of diversity uh, involved. So, how how well is that represent uh, representation handled on screen? I I really loved it in Stray Gods. I think that both broadly speaking, um, and I put this in my review, but like there's like a queer sheen to the game in a way that's really hard to sort of like quantify. Um, but I don't know if it's like sort of the lighting or the kind of like kind of sticky sexiness to a lot of the character designs, but like it does feel very much steeped in queer culture. And then you add on top of that the fact that like Grace is the perfect like bi disaster character. Oh. Um, oh. And, you know, even if you don't sort of <laughs> I mean, right, she's just wonderful. And the fact that the game lets you sort of without blinking take her in sort of like multiple directions um in terms of the outcomes of her sexuality and her romance options um i, I think it was just like a very nuanced and, and nice way of handling that um and then you add on top of that as well just the the diversity in the idols themselves and a lot of the issues that that brings up even subtextually i thought it was really fascinating and christy you seem to react very strongly there to to james's <laughs> comment about uh the, the bisexual disaster that's uh, that is grace well yeah it's interesting um She's a really strong character and no matter which of the three traits you choose for her, that's always going to come through. Um, so I, she's just using that strength in slightly different ways, but yeah, like she's still her no matter what. Like it, I guess like James was saying that he felt more like the kick-ass trait, like I don't know if it was just at times or um, like in a specific instance, but um yeah like was more him so i think yeah there's like grace is going to be grace and then the trait that you pick is just allowing that little bit of customization or allowing that character to feel just a little bit more like you like that's yeah that's just that little bit that it needs um that i feel like that worked really well yeah and and you, you touched on as well in terms of the the different traits that you can choose and sort of portray throughout decisions and throughout the, the songs as well i've heard so much about how no one playthrough is the same and there are so many different choices so i'm, I'm curious how, how tangibly different are these choices so um like there's still kind of the the main locations that you need to hit up on each day of the week of your investigation um but in terms of like differences in choices in the normal dialogue like if you're if you pick a, a like a prompt that's from like a character trait it'll still kind of circle back around to the point that it wanted to make anyway um i think where you see a really big difference is in picking the the song lyrics like where you want the song to go because it'll sound different um grace will say different stuff obviously um and my understanding is kind of that it's not just like that the song can go three ways it's that like when you make that first choice there's a bunch of branches off from there and then a bunch of branches off from there so actually when you're making one choice it's then splitting off into like nine instead of into three um so 
yeah, like that in terms of that, there's a lot of variation because depending on if you want to play a song and say just pick the clever options or just pick the charming or just pick the kick ass, or if you're going to combine them together, um, that can really come out a bunch of different ways. Um, and I guess as well, like there's some bigger choices in the game, which obviously we can't spoil. And there's also some um, like romance related stuff that, yeah, you can definitely see different, very different outcomes. So it's, it's worth playing more than once and kind of playing around with those options. And with those choices, James, d- did you feel that perhaps those choices are sort of what played into some of that dissonance that you encountered with the the songs and with how they played out? Or did, did you still find making those different decisions a, a satisfying gameplay experience? I mean, I think from a narrative point of view, it's still a relatively satisfying experience. Um, for me, the, the only reason why sort of it headlines, I think, my experience with the game is because, you know, it is the role-playing musical. Like, it is a pretty major po- component of this concept. Um, and I think that were this just a straightforward, you know, sort of like visual novel with a couple of branching dialogue options sure you know that's totally fine as well um but for me it's again it's just it's the way it impacts the sound and the flow of any given moment um you know i said before that every option does feel like grace Uh, i never sort of like ran into dissonance in that regard um it's just yeah mechanically where it starts to rub yeah, yeah. And what are, what are your overall thoughts on on how the, the story plays out? Because you mentioned that you know, the story still plays out in a, in a satisfying manner, but uh, were there any particular highlights or uh, any, any particular things of note that you'd like to mention about the story, James? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I imagine that I won't be alone in this, but I think that there's a, a stretch in about the middle part-ish of the game. Um, I won't spoil it here, but to do with one of the idols and there's, there's a party sort of happening and Grace plays a very pivotal role in this uh, party setting um, is about all we can really say. But like, I've been thinking about that since I finished the game. Um, it, it really nestled into the back of my brain as like, to me, what is the crowning achievement of this experience? I think both, it has the best song, in my opinion, in the game and is also just the sort of synthesis of this is like the thesis of, of their emotional sort of storytelling here um so i i really enjoyed that part and, and you know broadly like spending time with these characters is pleasant you know like that they are a, a rowdy lovely little bunch um and so even when i didn't get everything that i needed out of the experience you know as a whole um there was definitely a lot of times throughout where i was just happy to be in the company of this world it's very nicely put together I guess my my song taste is maybe a bit different than yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was um, there's a couple of songs like kind of later in the game that I enjoyed more. Like there's a, not to say what who the character is, but the um, it's kind of more rock inspired. If you know what I, I was just thinking, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know the one you're about to <laughs> <Yeah>. say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah. I had that stuck in my head for many days. Um, and yeah, there's almost there's one as well that. Yeah, it's a bit more like traditional, but then Grace breaks in with kind of like almost a rap style <laughs> part that yeah. I kind of liked. It was it was different, yeah. Um, yeah. But just in general, yeah, it's just such an amazing world to be in. Like that, yeah, I, I just love this style of game anyway. So, yeah, I, I have no complaints. Like, <laughs> So who, who would you ultimately recommend Stray Gods uh two um yeah i think it's it's an interesting like intersection um yeah i would definitely recommend it for people who who like narrative games um i 
I suppose I can't speak for people who like musicals. Maybe James can speak better to that um, than I can. Um, but I, I kind of, that was why I kind of wanted to review it because um, I thought maybe it would be more likely to be picked up by people who do like musicals. So yeah, I was just like, well, what's it, what's it going to come across like for someone who isn't into it? Um, and I think also just like, Greek mythology is cool. Like, if you're even slightly interested in that, give it a go. <laughs> it's really cool how they've kind of modernized and reimagined the characters. I mean, I do think it's it's very much like a fans of the genre kind of game, in in my opinion. I think that if you are into this kind of narrative experience, I think this is going to be you know sort of right up your alley. Um, the the musical stuff. I mean, my I mean, it's sort of known in my social circles. My taste in musicals is sporadic at best. <laughs> I I like the strangest of choices. Um, so I'm not really sure how it's going to land. Like I said at the top of the show, like everyone's ear is very different. Um, and everyone I think is going to have a very different experience with this game. I think broadly though, for what it means for the Australian industry and I think for its all of its ambition makes it worthy of checking out alone even if it didn't fully work for me like there are so many good ideas going on in here and it's such a massive swing for a local studio that like I do think it's worth checking out for I mean anybody who's just interested in our development scene yeah it, it's something that is a very exciting concept even even before actually playing the game the idea of a role-playing musical is is one that's very unique uh, and perhaps the first time that one of this scale has certainly been attempted um so i'm curious as to whether this will launch a, a sub-genre of its own and whether perhaps christy, really we, so. <laughs> and perhaps christy whether we'll see a, a spin-off uh the witcher musical role-playing game I, would, would I that would... be something you'd get around yeah, Geralt singing, Yennefer singing, yeah, yeah. I would combust anything, to anything have to Yennefer strong. and Geralt sing to each other. <laughs> yeah. I, I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. So so ultimately, Christy, with Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, do you drop this game or do you rate it? Definitely rate it, yep. <laughs> James, how about you? I'm, I'm a soft rate <laughs> academically let's say like I, I'm, I'm not sure i would particularly want to play this again but i am glad that i did and i'm glad it exists uh that is uh, stray gods the, the role-playing musical from summerfall studios uh, we also have a written review up on sifter.com.au from our own adam christo the fabulous reviewer extraordinaire and there will also be written reviews from both christy and james for you to check out which we'll link to as well and thank you very much to Summerfall Studios and everyone involved uh, for providing pre-release access. Sit down for a chat with your pals in video games. You're listening to Sifter. This has been Drop Rate by Sifter, our video game review podcast. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the theme music. Sifter is produced by Chris Button, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni Di Giovanni is our executive producer. Christy, if people want to see more of your work, where can they find you? Um, yeah, so you can find the stuff that I write on Games Hub. Um, otherwise, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, uh, Threads now. There's like a million different versions of Twitter, um, but that's at Auralinxian if you want to follow me there. James, how about you? Where can we find you and your work? 
most of the time you can find me over on well-played.com.au. Uh, I also frequent on Press Start though as well. That's you know the joys of a freelancer. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean all of the various social networks that we're all scattered across at the moment. Uh, OMG, more James. And that's all for this week. You can check out what Sifter is up to on socials, which is at SifterHQ on whatever platform is still running by the time this episode goes out. Uh, there's a whole bunch of channels, and you can also jump in Discord and discuss with the team there, uh, which we'll include a link to in the show notes as well. And if you enjoyed this episode of Drop Rate, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you can review us on and sharing the episode on social media. This helps put us in front of more people and enables us to provide more in-depth coverage. Plus, you can check out our other podcast, Lightmap, where we talk to game developers, creatives, and people who are doing cool things in interactive media on your favorite podcast app of choice. And if you like to see written games coverage, we also have plenty of that, sifter.com.au, where we have articles, reviews, interviews, and more. Thank you once again for joining us and see you next time. Hey there, Gianni here on the latest episode of Lightmap Sifter's interview podcast. Maddie Annabelle and Shaz Dio from Brisbane's Half Brick share the history of Fruit Ninja and the new version they've built for Apple Vision Pro. We're a company that's not afraid to fail, so we thankfully had a lot of support and were able to just keep trying things over and over and over again until it felt right. Our biggest kind of challenge was just trying to figure out how to truly make it feel like you are doing this slicing, getting it one for one, making it feel juicy and exciting. We wanted to be able to pick up a fruit off the ground and slice it, throw it somewhere and have you know the juice and the splats appear everywhere. And it was just a lot of iterations and trial and error. You can get every episode of Lightmap for free on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube, or head to our website, sifter.com.au.